Welcome back to another episode of the Muslim Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine. Peace and blessings upon you all. And today we're going into week two of our theme this season, which is marriage. As Muslim women, our faith guides us in choosing a life partner. And today we're exploring the qualities we should seek in a male spouse according to Islam. And also stay tuned for my top five questions to ask a potential spouse or even your lifelong husband. So we left last week on the note of being mindful of the garment we are as well as the garment we are attracting. And in this episode, we are going to explore the emphasis Islam places on choosing a righteous and compatible life partner. As mentioned in the Quran, and among his signs is that he created for you, mates from among yourselves, that you may dwell in tranquility with them. And he has put love and mercy between your hearts. This is from the Quran, Surah 30, Ayah 21. This ayah specifies two main things you must look for and find within our partners, love and mercy. Now, when I mention love, I'm not talking about the googly-eyed love heart emoji and going all red and giggly because he thinks you're beautiful. I'm talking about wanting to politely punch this person in the throat because they're getting on your nerves, but you choose to put yourself in his shoes rather than only see it from your point of view and take accountability for it. I'm talking about enjoying his interests, even when you hate most of them. I'm talking about doing what you need to do for his family out of respect for him and doing it with a smile on your face. I'm talking about unconditional, not loving someone when it suits you and doing a 180 when it doesn't. And I promise you, we are all guilty of this. Now, ladies who aren't married yet, thinking, wow, I have to do all that, Jasmine. Yep, that's marriage. Women that have been married and are probably saying, I have given up on all of that. I want you to ask yourself, is your journey with this man unconditional? And if somewhere along the way it has become conditional, see how you have contributed to that and the necessary steps to take to make it an unconditional place. And just so people are aware, of course, I'm talking about in general terms when I refer to a relationship, not something toxic, not something multi-complex or dysfunctional or, um, you know, a multi-dynamic relationship here. I am talking about the average relationship. So the dictionary definition of mercy is compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. This is actually the first time I look up this meaning and wow, am I blown away. Having mercy to your partner is showing softness, even when you have every right to be tough, to scream and shout, to hurt and swear. It is showing compassion and forgiveness, even when the person may not deserve it. And subhanAllah, most mindset culture is the same because as most of you would know or have ever heard, forgiveness is for yourself. Compassion, gratitude is for us and not others. But this has stemmed from our religion long ago. Women who have been married for a long time, just a curious thought here. I wonder if you were to show more mercy throughout your marriage, what would times of conflict look like? 
do you think your man will feel in his masculine and be more appreciated if you showed more compassion and forgiveness to yourself as a woman, a wife, a mother? What would that look like and how would you feel? So now we've started our building blocks to finding a potential spouse. Number one, being the best garment. I can be for my potential husband, both in character and presentation. Number two, both searching and having mercy and love. And now for number three. Some key qualities we should look for in a spouse, according to Islam, are piety and adherence to Islamic principles. And I'm saying this very loud, clear, and direct. If a man doesn't fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, doesn't adhere to the obligations and refrain from sin, doesn't lead by example in the matters of religion, and know both your right and his rights and obligations in marriage, how in the world are you expecting him to A, treat you accordingly when he doesn't fear his creator or the punishment, B, lead you and your children on a successful path to Jannah? I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to seek a partner who is dedicated to prayer, humility, and constantly striving to strengthen their connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And of course, these are things you can both grow in together. No one is perfect. However, the basic obligations should be a non-negotiable. His values regarding his religion, how his family practice religion, these are things that should be set in stone. Also emphasize the importance of kindness and good character. Seek a partner who exemplifies qualities such as kindness, patience, and generosity. And these traits contribute to a harmonious and loving relationship. And you can assess these traits and behaviors by observing how the pe- this person speaks, where they spend their time, how they treat others, and so forth. There are so many factors that contribute to assessing the qualities of a person without even needing to speak to them. Pure observation will tell you so much about a person's character because after all, 80% of communication is actually nonverbal. Now, speaking of communication, communication is another vital aspect. A healthy marriage thrives on open and honest communication. Look for a spouse who values effective communication, active listening, and respects your opinions and feelings, especially when you're addressing an issue, need, or behavior in both potential relationships and if you're in a long-lasting one. I mean, a whole, I need a whole separate episode on communication. However, let me tap into a couple of things while we're here. So communication is extremely broad. So many things come under it, but the main things I'll focus on are, number one, is he able to communicate his emotions? And number two, how does he communicate his emotions or problems or issues that need to be addressed? And number three, is he able to take on feedback, constructive criticism? Is he a character who you can sit down and have a conversation with and you come to a solution that's then actioned? Or are you going around in circles whilst you're communicating? Therefore, there is a lack of comprehension or skill set to be assertive 
or an effective communicator or having effective communication with each other. And this can be a two-way problem. It's not just a one-way problem, but I'm highlighting these things so you can start to highlight anything that needs to be worked on or addressed in the early stages or even the long-term stages of your relationship. These things can arise over time and they don't necessarily need to be there from the start. So understanding these things and really reflecting on these questions is key. And I know it's like cliche for you to hear this when it comes to relationships, it's all about communication, but that in essence is what it is. You are spending a lifetime with one person throughout this lifetime. You're ever evolving, ever changing, and you aren't the same person that you walked into this relationship as. You're going to consistently change. He's going to change. The people around you are going to change. Life is going to change. And depending on where life takes you, there's different pressures from work, from children, from role changes, and they change people. They change communication. They change expectation. And speaking on expectation, another thing that really comes into play is your expectations later in marriage tend to change from the initial starting point of this relationship. And what a lot of people fall into is trying to change the person they're with when you accepted everything about them when you first got to know them. And this I see play out so many times in so many relationships as a major problem. When you accept specific things that you know you want to change about this person, how is that fair? And a very unpopular opinion is that you are the problem. Because you're wanting the person to change after you've accepted who they are. So being aware of all of this is super important in understanding not only what you want your life and what you want it to look like and how it looks right now, but understanding the progression of your relationship and how life may look like and to be aware of these things and catch them before you're actually falling into the pits of them. A couple of questions to ask yourself as well. What is your communication style? And are you someone who runs avoidance? Or are you someone who needs to fix a problem straight away? Are you someone who bottles things inside and then explodes? Are you someone who can't communicate effectively, but you can write effectively or vice versa? Understanding how you communicate, how you express yourself is so important when you're in a relationship because it allows you to predict the problems that may arise. Therefore, you are prepared for the problems that may arise. For example, having a conflicting communication style or having opposite attachment styles. And I'm going to dive into attachment styles in a whole later episode because it needs an episode in itself. But being aware of these things that you run take away the friction in a relationship or, you know, bringing things to the table that you're aware that you're bringing and you're then able to address them. So you can put your hand up and say, hey, we're at a point of conflict and I don't know how to express myself really well right now and I need to have this conversation at a later time. When I've written down my thoughts and feelings, I can come back to you and have a constructive conversation. How many explosive arguments can you avoid 
with that knowledge. All of my women who have been married for quite some years are probably nodding their head and saying, Jasmine, I wish I knew these things sooner. And I'm sure my one-liners who pop that pop up here and there would have extinguished quite a few arguments. Wouldn't you agree? So moving on now, we have compatibility in lifestyle goals and values, which is crucial. One of the biggest insights to lifestyle compatibility stems from the marriage of Khadija and Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. As most of us would know, Khadija was a very successful businesswoman. (coughs) Excuse me. And lived a life equivalent to her abundance. When she proposed to the Prophet, peace be upon him, he responded very clearly on the fact that she has a particular lifestyle and he has a particular lifestyle, one which may not satisfy the things that she's used to due to her wealth. And it was in the second proposal where she said his marriage is enough and they both accepted. So what does this teach us? Why am I mentioning this? For starters, understanding the lifestyle you have Your needs, requirements, wants is very important as they set the expectation of the lifestyle you have and would more than likely want to maintain. This allows you to assess the lifestyle of the spouse you're interested in and if they're able to maintain your current way of life. So how does this play out in marriage? Oftentimes women go into a marriage forfeiting most of their expectations, settling for things they really don't want to or excusing behavior they don't want to, as well as not asking for certain things in order to not come across as needy. How does this progress into ongoing problems in marriage? Well, oftentimes three, four, five, ten years in, women start to want things differently. They start to change their expectations, like I mentioned earlier, because they're fed up with what they currently have. What is the problem here? Yet again, you accepted the person as they are with what they had and what they were able to provide or perhaps the direction in life they had planned and now because your expectations have changed or you're not willing to budge on certain things that you originally would, the friction starts to rise because you want the other person to be different when they showed you from the start exactly who they are. A successful marriage is built on shared values, mutual understanding, and a commitment to grow together. So ask pivotal questions which allow you to move deeper in understanding of where this person wants to go in life. Is, you know, he someone who is able to lead? Ask yourself, if I were to let this person lead me and my future children, am I happy with where we will end up? Would I be proud for my children to call this man dad? Do I know in my presence or absence that this man is honoring our future? And if any of these questions bring up question marks as answers, then you have some reflecting to do. So I know I've asked about 50 questions throughout this whole podcast, but guess what? They weren't even my top five. (laughs) So let's crunch down to my top five questions to ask your potential spouse or even long-term husband. Number one, how would you describe your relationship with Islam and what role does it play in your life? 
Number two, what are your views on family and how do you envision raising children in an Islamic environment? Number three, what are your views on the financial responsibilities within a marriage? This one is super important, especially in this day and age. How do you balance career ambitions with family life? And what support do you expect from your spouse? Another very important one to set the scene for expectations. Can you share some key experiences from your past that have shaped you to who you are today? This will give you an insight to negative processes that are running communication style, attachment style, um, you know, are they avoidant? Are they anxious type of style? So this is also another critical question. So to end this, remember, seeking a spouse is not about finding perfection, but finding someone who complements your journey towards attaining Jannah and is a teachable character. Now, I hope you found this insightful and beneficial. Until next week, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to bless us in our choices, in our directions, in our marriages with love, understanding and tranquility. Peace.